Okay. Good morning, everybody. Okay, we are on Vav and Bay's four lines up in the narrow lines, the end of the narrow lines. Share today should be for Fuashlem Vichai Esther Tila Bas Ariel Tsipora, Ethan Oshachaim Ben Esther, Chaim Lee Ben Oriyal, and for Elon Nishma of Kamil Shai Ben Reza, Tsivi Tsani Bas Mirov, and Rafuashlem Toyal as well. Okay, so we are four lines from the last of the narrow lines. Omer Bechelbo. So Amar Bechelbo, Amar Avhuno, Hayotim Besaknesa, someone when leaving the shul, Al Yafsiya Psiya Gasa. One should not walk, one should not take very, very large steps. As it shows, we are running away from Shul. We say that when the Yidin left Harsinai, they were like school children running away from, uh, from class. Right? They were, it's not, not a good look. Not a good look. It's only if you're leaving Shul, but going to Shul, you should absolutely run. It shows his reason, his reasons. Certainly want to go ahead and look like we are running to Shul. How do we know that you can run to Shul? We are going to chase after the knowledge to know Hashem. Meaning, get there with, uh, with alacrity, with zeal, enthusiasm, with speed. Run, run to Shul. When initially says Rav Zeir, I used to see the Tamidah coming, running to Shul, to go hear a shear on Shabbos. Amino kamechaylin, Rabban Shabta. I used to think they were mechal Shabbos. <coughs> there is a pasuk from which we learn that lotehe hiluchach b'shabbos kiluchach b'chol. Right? You're not your your shop, your walk, your talk. Everything should be different. Uvda dechol. We try not to do things that on Shabbos that we do on chol. Certain things you have to do, but you're not supposed to dress the same way. You're not supposed to talk the same way. You're not supposed to run the same way. Your walk should be a little more recovered. So even though you can run during the week on Shabbos, we didn't. So Rav Zeira, we wouldn't. So Rav Zeira said when I used to see the Rabbanan, even though they were running, they were running for good things. To hear um, Shirim, I would say that they were being mechal Shabbos. Kevan, however, the Shemalah, the Rabbi Tanchum, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, once I heard the following, Limu liolam, Yoritz Adam Ledvar Halacha, a person can run if he's going to do a mitzvah or to hear a shear, Vafilu b'Shabbos, even on Shabbos, Shenemar, as the Pasuk state, Achrei Hashem Yelchu Ka'aryei Yishag. You can go ahead and chase uh, after Hashem, meaning run after Hashem, as if a lion, a roaring lion, <clears throat> so after I heard this limud, I too started to run. Now, what's the obvious question? The question is, why do you need the second limud? Why is this first limud of near the faladasis Hashem not enough? Let us chase after Hashem. Oh, it teaches me I can run, but on Shabbos I need a second pasuk to teach us I can run, because what's the, what's the limud here? <clears throat> so it's interesting. There is Allah on Shulchan Aruch. It says in Simon Shin Aleph, Ain Loritz B'Shabbos, Elul Advar Mitzvah, Kigon Lebeis HaKnesses. The Shulchan Aruch says clearly and unequivocally, one should not run on Shabbos unless you're going to Advar Halacha, to, to, to learn. <clears throat> the Gra, the Vilna Gon, brings in the name of the Imre Noam the following question, what we just asked. Why the need for the second Pasuk? Why couldn't I just say, near the Faladas Hashem, we have to go ahead and run after, to go ahead and get the knowledge of Hashem, why doesn't that suffice to tell me I can run on Shabbos? What is that adding on top of it? So it says as follows. <clears> he <throat> says that if running constitutes an Aveira on Shabbos, the first Pasuk just tells me near Defa that there's a mitzvah to run to Shul. Don't run away from Shul, run toward Shul. But it doesn't tell me anything about Shabbos. Comes along the second Pasuk, says the Imre Noam, 
And he says, we know generally that there's, we just said that there's an Isra to go ahead and run in Shabbos. So the fact that you can run on a regular day, even if it's a mitzvah, doesn't tell me that I can run on Shabbos. You can't be Mechal Shabbos for, for a mitzvah. Okay? However, says Nimri Noam, if you understand that the Pasuk, why does he pick this Pasuk like a roaring lion? Says the Vilna Gon, with in the name of the Nimri Noam, if you understand that the Yetzirah is grabbing you like, Alan, you'll love this. This is your kind of Torah. Sorry. He says, if the Yetzirah is grabbing you like a roaring lion, that's Sakanas Nefashos. For Sakanas Nefashos, anything goes. In other words, if you tell me that it's a mitzvah, fine, there are plenty of mitzvahs that I can't do on Shabbos. Right? It's a mitzvah to go ahead and, and harvest the, the fruit on, on shu- Whatever it is. In other words, if it violates a malacha, I can't do it. Right? I'm supposed to have a mitzvah of eating on Shabbos. I can't go in and shecht on Shabbos to go ahead and eat and shecht with an animal. There's certain, if, if I'm going to eat kosher, right? There's certain mitzvahs. V'zavachta, kasher tzivisicha, we said it's a mitzvah to shecht. <clears throat> certain things you can't violate Shabbos just because of mitzvah. So if not for the second Pasuk, and the second Pasuk is teaching us, if you're outside the base of Medrash and you feel the Yetzirah getting the best of you, it's like a lion who has you in his grasp. It's about to eat you. That's the kind of stafoshos, and then you can run away. It brings up, there's a very famous... So why, why, why isn't the second pasuk enough? Why do you need the first pasuk? Oh, why do you need the first pasuk? Because you have to teach us at all that there's a mitzvah to go ahead and run after it, near the fart, to chase after something. It's a stronger lashon to set the base. That's, that's, that's the, uh, the, the, the baseline. <clears throat> the iser of losach mode. Don't covet. What is the actual iser lo- not to covet? So the Ibn Ezra has a very difficult problem with this, um, <laughs> theologically. How could the Torah command you not to covet something? It could tell you not to act on it. Don't desire something to the point where you're going to go. By the way, the Isra of Los is where you drive your neighbor crazy. If I like Laser's pen, he's a, he has a ballpoint pen, a cross pen, and I, I bother him nonstop. Laser, I like the pen, I like the pen, I want the pen, I want the pen, I want the pen. Eventually, he succumbs and yields and gives it to me. That's Los it's not that I stole it. It's that I drove him so crazy until he said, okay, enough, I give in. I relinquish it, I'll give it to you. And he sold it to me. And I didn't steal it, I gave him money. But if I drive someone with sugar enough, that's losachmon. So how could the Torah go in and tell you not to covet something? You see your neighbor has the most beautiful Lamborghini. He just bought it. Beautiful. To think that I, I, I love it, I want it, I'm not going to say anything. To act on it, the Torah can tell us. Not to even have those machshavos, we're, we're humans. That's the, that's the Ibn Ezra's problem. <clears throat> So the Beis HaLevi gives a muscle to this, and he says, imagine if someone sees a taiva, someone sees something that they really desire, that's obviously an Avera, on the other side of a frozen pond. And as he's starting to cross the pond, he starts to hear the cracks in the ice. He would think twice. He's not going to the other end. It's not worth going into a frozen lake. So we have to view, says the Beis HaLevi, certain machshavas, the Yetzirah, as those cracks. If we actually visualized it, you would actually not go ahead and do this. He says there's a famous story that the Beis HaLevi was, was sitting in his home and the Gvir, one of the very, very wealthy people in the community, came and gave him a bag of anadava, gave him a, you know, obviously the Rabbanim need a little extra cash to live. So this person came and gave the Beis HaLevi a big money, a, a big bag of money. Instantly, an almana knocked on the door. You heard the story. Almana knocked on the door and said, listen, my, my husband passed, I have five kids, whatever the story was, I can't make rent, I don't have enough money for groceries. Without blinking, without hesitating, without even opening the bag, the Beisalevi gave, turned, with the Gvir still standing there, and said, here you go, have a great day, hope this helps. 
understandably, the Gevir is very distressed and disappointed. You didn't even open up my, my back to see how much I gave you. It was an $18,000 gift. Says the base lady responded to me, I had two guns blazing at me. I had two guns. This was the Lashon. I had two guns blazing at me. I have an Isser when someone comes to you, the Torah says, don't harden your heart and don't, don't draw back your hand. You think I have two guns literally pointed at me, fully loaded and cocked, and you're going to ask me to count the money? That's, he says, how we should be viewing the Avera. So we have the Yitzhahara with that mind frame. That's why the, the, the Gros says, Kari Yishag. That that's how you view yourself. If outside of the base of Medrash, on Shabbos, you feel that you're in the grasp, in the throes of a lion's den, then you can go ahead and run. That's why you need the second Pasuk. Okay, Vaiter. I heard a beautiful word on Losachmod many, many years ago. There's a Pasuk that okay. says, if, if you want to be jealous of somebody, only be jealous of his spirituality. You're, you're allowed to be jealous. Oh. If, you, if you're worried about Material things, look at the guy in the Oh, Literally. right. Oh, right, because if you love him, so anyone six feet under doesn't take anything. Very nice. Shkoyach. Okay. So, Vaita, beautiful. <clears throat> okay, so now, next. The Gemara brings now a few statements that we say as follows. So, Amr, Abizeira, Agra, the Pirka, Riata, the Schar, Agra Schar, the Schar that we get for running to a shear is the actual running. Not the actual limud, which is kind of strange, right? You go ahead and you go hear a shear and you tell me if I drove seven miles, that's the schar, and not the fact that I sat through an amazing shear for an hour. So Rashi says there, because most people don't really understand the shear. What does he mean by understand the shear? Rashi's definition, this is scary. <clears throat> Rashi's definition, his litmus test, if someone benefited from the shear, is if he's able to give it over. That's what Rashi says. Not if you understood it. Are you able to give over the shear? If you're not able to give over the shear, then you didn't get the schar for that. So we say at least the schar is schar halicha. Halavai, you guys couldn't give over the shear. Halavai. It's, it's not on that level. You guys can all give it over. You can give it over better than I can. So, from Riyata, so the schar halicha, this is one of the sources for the schar halicha, that you get schar halicha. If you have to walk a mile versus five miles, <coughs> My shver, who grew up in, uh, in, in France, used to have to walk, his, he went to public school, and this, this was 80, 80 years ago, he used to walk five miles both ways. And he used to go every Friday and every Shabbos, five miles both ways. That, that's Scharalicha. What we have today, I walk six blocks in the summer, I'm schwitzing and complaining, I live too far from the shul. Right? Everything's relative. Okay, so next. Amar Abai Agra de Kala Duchka. The schar. Uh, Abai says the schar of going to the shear, Kala was the shear they would give on Shabbos before Yontif. And they discussed all the, we know they're supposed to learn the halachas of Yontif 30 days before Achag. So they would go ahead and have an asifa, they would go ahead and, and have a gathering on Shabbos before the Yontif to go ahead. It was so packed that that was the, uh, the, the schar was sitting there uncomfortably amongst the, all the Yidin, but not the actual learning. For the same reason that Rashi just gave. Interesting, we gave this example, by the way, with the, also when you feel uncomfortable in, this, in the same shear, it's the shadim. If you remember, just a couple, a couple, a half ago. Okay. Amar of Agra de Shmaita Svara. The reward of learning something is the pilpul, is the logic. You go ahead, and we spoke about Mechemta the Torah. Uh, when you go ahead and you back and forth, back and forth, 
the svara, the, rather than just reading it like a, like a novel, when you go and, and try to understand the logic behind the, the, the machlokas and, and shas and so on and so forth, that is the reward that you get. When you go to the house of an avel, you are supposed to be silent. That is the reward for sitting there silently. Two possibilities. What this means, the marsha says that you always let the avel start. I learned this at a young age. I remember we were learning Hilchas Avelos. It came up in one of the Gemaras. I think Rabbi Yitzchak Cohen said, what, if you go to an Ovel's house and you, st- you want to take his mind off of it, you say, so how's the weather? You say, really? Here I am sitting shiva for one of my loved ones. You're talking about something so mundane. And then if you say something like, how, how, how did he or she pass away? You say, I'm trying to forget about this. Let's talk about something else. So you never really know. That's why you never say anything. <clears throat> That's why you keep quiet and let the, the Ovel start. And then whichever direction, then you, you, you go in that path. The other possibility is that's referring to the other possibility is that's referring to when you're doing shmirah in the house of bones. You're doing shmirah for somebody, and you're sitting there. Tamir means bones. You're sitting there with someone who is Rahman Aslan who passed away, and you should not be saying divrei tori, keep quiet, because we already had loeg l'rosh cheiref oseyu, where you already said you're not allowed to read tzitzis out when you go to a cemetery. You're mocking the dead. They're in the olam ha'emes. They don't have the chance anymore to do any more mitzvos. So that's the other shot. Is that even though we know you'd want to learn. The fact that you're silent and you're not being uh, mocking this individual, that's the schar. Tup shatim. Amar It's my understanding. I, I, I'm a Cohen, so I don't know the answer. But the shomim that uh, watch the bodies, you know, say tehillim. Levaya, they say tehillim. Say tehillim is for Elon Nishmaso. That's different, though. Right, so that's why it's not considered. It's not learning for the sake of learning. You're actually learning for their neshama should have an aliyah. It's different. But yes, we all say we say tehillim. Correct. This is a more famous one. The schar of fasting is not just the actual tzom, that the fast that we're doing, but the tzedakah that you give to the people who are poor, who after the fast don't ever break the fast, the fact that you go ahead and give them money so they can break the fast, that's the schar associated with, with the tainus. And the, the next one, Rosh says, <clears throat> the reward for going and giving a hesped is getting the people to... Uh, giving a, uh, you know, a uh, tearjerker, meaning get them to, to start to cry. <clears throat> if they really feel emotionally, that's the schar when you, uh, when you give over a hesped, a eulogy. Amr of Ashi, Agra, Hilule, Mile. And the schar, which is going to be the, uh, we're going to discuss this more in a couple minutes, in a few lines, the schar, when you go to a simcha of a, of a chasen and kala, is getting everyone to be misameach with the words that you give and uh, the words of enjoyment and the singing and the dancing. Okay, weiter. Anyone who davens behind a shul, Nikra Rasha, he is called wicked, uh, around the, uh, the Risham, they will, they, will, they will walk around. It's, we're going to see in a second, <clears throat> it doesn't just mean behind the shul. So, if you're behind the shul and you're facing the wrong way, meaning, if this is the shul, I'm facing, not, I'm behind the shul, my, I'm behind the shul and my back is to the shul. Why? Because then your back is to the Aron Kodesh. Not only you're not davening with the tzibor, you're kiviyocho, you are rejecting HaKadosh Baruch so if I'm a hadr ape lebeknishta, but if you're actually just standing behind the shul and you're facing the aron, then we don't call you a rasha. Less lanba. Okay. Ha'hu gavra. So there was this individual to come matzli achar beknishta that was actually davening behind the shul v'lo mahadr ape lebeknishta, and he didn't face 
the shul, meaning the, the Aron. He's, he, he turned his backside to the, to the shul. Chalaf, <coughs> Eliyahu, Eliyahu, no, he passed by Chazyeh, he saw this person doing this. Itme la le kitaya. So he appeared like an Arab merchant. Eliyahu appeared like an Arab merchant. Amar le, kidubar kayamta kamayorach. Are there really two? Are, do you subscribe to the notion that there are two gods? Meaning you're, you're, you're davening, but you're not davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because your back is to the Aron. So this is a little severe. We're not really sure. There's got to be more to the story. Sholef saf sere He took out his sword, and that was the end of the individual. He killed him. So again, there's obviously a much deeper understanding, not for now. I, not that I know the deeper understanding, but okay. Now, Amalehum Rabbanon. The Rav Bebai Barbai, the Amrile, some say, Rav Bebai, the Rav Nachmar Yitzchak, my Krum Zulus Livneodem. The end of that Pasuk, we just quoted, Savar Vishom Yasalachon, that it comes to a person who goes ahead and diving behind the shul and not facing the shul, meaning his back is to the Aaron Kodesh. That end of that Pasuk, where it's called a Russia, ends off Krum Zulus Livneodem. Whatever this Krum Zulus is, it happens to man. Amrile, Eludvarm Shaomdim Brumushal Olam. There are certain things that stand above the world, at the pinnacle of the world. <clears throat> Tefillah is one of those things that is higher than this world. It's, 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 it's higher, it's earthly, it's celestial, and yet people are mezazel. People go ahead and disgrace it. We're going to see. Oh, we're going to see in a second. The Gemara is going to ask what exactly this is. Good. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lezer, the Amitavai, they both say, Since a person who is destitute and indigent, has to rely on uh, gifts or loans or tzedakah, charity, from other people, upanav mishtanos kikrum, their face turns a color of krum, that's what this pasuk is referring to, shenemar krum zulus livnei adam. That's what talking about, it turns different colors of embarrassment, they ask they depend on other people, that's what the pasuk is referring to. The Torah says, my krum, what does the actual word krum actually mean? It says, ki yasar avdimi, amar, it talks about... <clears throat> It's in a certain kind of bird. Of echad yesh b'karach hayom. So there's certain uh, seaside cities that have these birds. Achrum shmo. V'kevan shechama zorachas. And once the sun comes up and shines on this bird, mishapech l'kama gavanim. It's like a chameleon almost. It changes colors. It changes colors. So that's what it's referring to. Okay. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, the Ami Tavayu ki'ilu nidu mishnei dinim. This person who is Sholech himself on the seabar, who has to depend on other people, he is being judged with two different uh, harsh uh, judgments. Be'eshe v'mayim, with water and fire. Shenemar, here, someone who's putting pressure on us, is, it's as if he's entering water on fire. Obviously, the white is being the mayim, and the ash is being the fire. Okay, weiter. Someone should always be careful, be very, very careful, always to be very stringent and very uh, uh, strict about davening mincha. Sharei Eliyahu, why? Because Eliyahu and Hara Carmel, lo na'ana ela betfilas ha We discussed in the past, there was a story where Eliyahu challenged the Ovdei Baal. There were many Yidin at that time who were following the Baal, and he put them to a test. He put them on Har Carmel, and he said his follows. There were 400 of them, and they said... <clears throat> We, let's each make a, 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 a carbon to our God, so to speak. And he said, you go ahead and, and we'll see whoever, whichever carbon is consumed from Hashem, that's the true God. So they put theirs, and Eliyahu put his. These are the other Yidin who were of the, the Baal, the, the, the main Avodah Zarah at that time. And he said, I'm going to raise the stakes. Not only am I going to put a carbon there, I'm going to douse the entire area with water. 
which will make it obviously much harder for a fire to come and consume it. And then Elio asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu, we see two requests. And we know the story that obviously the fire came down and consumed Eliyahu's carbon, didn't touch the, those who worshipped Baal, and then the Yidin repented and said, Hashem Hu Elokim, and that's why we end Yom Kippur with Hashem Hu Elokim. We say it seven times. That's from the story of Eliyahu. So the Pasuk says, and he was only answered, when did Eliyahu's Bakasha come, come to fruition? At the time of Mincha. So it says, Mincha, the time of Mincha, Vayigash and he pleaded with Hashem, and he says, Hashem, please answer me, go ahead and make my, uh, make my carbon, it's all for your zechos, not for my zechos, for your, for, your, for your name, not for my name, Hashem, Aneni, Hashem, Aneni, and what are the two things that he requested? Elio asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu to go ahead and have a fire descend from above. And please also answer me that they shouldn't think that this was a natural phenomenon that lightning struck and it's not my sekshafim, that it's or it's sorcery, but really they know that it came exactly and directly from you to prove my point. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan says, whoa, if you're going to say, be very, oh, by the way, the Torah, the Torah, Shulchan Aruch says, that Mincha is the hardest, we, this is obviously very, uh, very, um, uh, what's sort of evident to all of us, that Shachris starts, so they marv usually end the day, but especially now when, when Mincha's at 5 o'clock, 15, New York, I don't want to think, it used to be 4 o'clock, mid, noon, midday, but you have to stop what you're doing and go ahead and daven Mincha. So the Torah acknowledges that Mincha's the hardest, that's, that's why uh, we start off with Mincha here. But not to be outdone, the Gemara says, <clears throat> We say even Rabbi Yochan Amar Afat Arvis even by Marv you should be very zahir, you should be very uh, um, strict. Shenermar Tikon Tefilasi Ketoros Lefanecha Masas Kapai Minchas Arv. Let my prayer stand as incense, the Ketoros before you, and the uh, the lifting of my hands uh, as an afternoon Mincha. Okay. Um, and Rav Nachman Rav Yitzchak also says Afti Lashachris. So not only about Shachris. So Shachris is Shenermar Hashem Boker Deshmakli in the morning. Hashem will hear my voice. I'll arrange my prayer. By the way, we're going to get to um, that in the fourth parak. Who established each of the uh, each of the tefillos, Right? We know Avram was Masak and Shachris, Yitzchak Mincha. Why did Yaakov do Mariv? Only one left. But if you had t- if you had twelve boys to put to sleep at night, you'd also leave the house at night. That's the real answer. I'm not sure where that's stated, but anyway. Okay, Viter. <clears throat> And one daughter. Well, they say that they, each one had twins, but the 12 boys were the, were, the, were the rowdy ones. Okay. You can only imagine where Shimon and Levi practiced their sword fights, right? Okay. I'm Rabbi Chelbo. Okay. This is an interesting topic. I'm Anyone who goes in and partakes in the suda of a chasan by the wedding, and, but does not misamech, doesn't go ahead and say a mazel tov, give him a good hug, dance with him, smile, over Bechamisha Kolos. He violates five Kolos. Now, we don't know exactly what this means. It's not a Veros. What exactly the Kolos mean? Again, probably above our pay grade. But, Shenemar Kolsosom, Kolsimcha. You violate the Kolsosom, Kolsimcha, Kolchosom, Kolkala. Kol Omrim Hoduas Hashem Tzvakos. Okay. Ve'imisamcho. But if you are going, what is the Schar? Amar Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, what reward do you get? Zochel Torah. If you go ahead and mekayim simchas chasan, you zochel to Torah, nitna b'chamish kolos, the same five kolos that you just violated, you're going to acquire Torah through these five. Shenem ar vahi b'yom ashlishi, on the third day, b'yos haboker, by Harsinai, vahi kolos, if rock and kolos is plural two, v'an an kaved alahar, kol shofar is three, vahi kol shofar is four, the next kol shofar, and then v'alehim kim, 
Ya'anenu v'kol. So now, let me ask you a question. That was the wedding ceremony? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. So now, I want to ask the following question. This is not my question, this is Rav Al-Khan and Wasserman's question. Hashem Yikom Domov, he was killed in the, in the Shoah. We are all very, very familiar with the Gemara and Ksuvas, Tess Zayin, the last few words, are going on to Yud Zayin and Aleph. Machlokas Be'Silam Be'Shamai, Ketzad Meraktan Fnei very famous song, and we say, what do you, and Rashi says, Ketzad Meraktan means Ketzad, what do we tell the Kala? What do you say to the Kala? So it's Machlokas Be'Silam Be'Shamai, if she's not the most, she's not the homecoming queen, she's, she's a, you know, good. Nice Midos, they say, she has nice Midos. She has a nice personality. Exactly, there you go. So you say, Beishamah says, Kala Kamosho. You tell her exactly what it is. Beis Hillel says, Kala Nova Chasuda. So Beishamah, you say, no, they say the nicest thing. She's the most gorgeous girl inside and outside, even if she's not. Beishamah says, What do you mean? If she's objectively not beautiful, you're not allowed to lie. Oh, so Beis Hillel says, When they Darche Shalom, you're allowed to. Because if someone, the exact Lashon of Beis Hillel says, According to you, Beishamai, who you, you're 100% honest Abe all the time, if someone bought something that wasn't exactly the best thing from the marketplace, should you knock it or should you praise it? Your neighbor comes home again with a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Bugatti, spent $3 million. You go over and say, I would have tinted the windows. You know, you spent $3 million for the extra... $500, tint the windows. You really going to give him a shtach like that? Basil says no. Mikan Amru, so you'd be like Beishamai. So Mikan Amru Chachamim, the Olam Te Daito Shal Adam Mureves and Mabrios. Always try to make Shalom. We know, by the way, we know <coughs> multiple cases we just read in the Torah. First of all, back in Vayera, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells, the other one is Vayechi, but I'll get to that in a second, but it says, Sarah hears that the Malach is telling Avram, you're going to have a, a baby. And she's thinking about Titzchak, Sarah, Bekir, Balemor. And he says, Adoni Zakein, my husband is elderly. When Kashbarcha repeats the story, she says, I. He says, Sarah said she was old. And what does Rashi say? Shina Kasev, Nea Shalom. Kashbarcha did a white lie to keep, maintain the peace, Shalom bias. We also know, by the end, after Yaakov dies, the brothers take the liberty to say, our, fi- our father Yaakov said, before he died, make sure that Yosef forgives you. So they put their guilt trip on, and Yosef, by the way, now that their Tati's dead, Yaakov uh, Lomes, but assuming that whatever, he wanted you to know that he said you have to forgive us. Again, the to- it may have happened, the Torah never tells us that Yaakov said that, but sometimes, Shalom. So, <clears throat> so the question is, good, that's the Gemara. Rebbe Chanan Wasman asked the following question. It seems over there that everything is from the perspective vis-a-vis the bride. Here it says, call him Sameach. And you're not Misameach the Chasan. Who's Chiyuv is it? These are the two main Gemaras. One is you have to, if you don't go ahead and be Misameach the Chasan, you violate the five Kolos. There the whole Machlokas is Ketzmach the Akala. Which is it? So the Brachos, Gemara here seems to frame it in the context of the, of the groom, or Gemara Ksuvis of, of the bride. So he thinks, Rav Chana Wasman thought that really the mitzvah is mitzad, the groom, the chasan. When we go ahead and you are actually being makalis, you're praising the kala, you're actually giving, making the chasan happy. Right? Every good relationship, if you compliment one, you compliment, you're complimenting the other. <clears throat> Especially in light of the fact, if you look at Beis Hillel's logic, Beis Hillel says, if I went ahead and brought, 
I said Bugatti, by the way. Not that I'm comparing a, a wife to a, a woman to a car, but the most expensive car there is, the nicest car. I'm not, I'm not coming home with a nice Rogue. So you're coming home with a Bugatti. So again, if you compliment the Bugatti and saying, wow, what a color, what, amazing, the interior matches the exterior, then the guy's gonna put a, you can put a smile on his face. So Reb Shimon, well, Chana Wasman seems to understand that when you're Mikales, the, the Kala, it's not to the exclusion of the Chassan, still the Chassan itself. Let's look at... Tell the Chassan nice things about the Kala and you kill two birds. Oh, good. So the Rambam actually says in Hilchas Avel, in Avel, Yudalid, the last parak. Listen to what he says in Halacha Aleph. Mitzvah sase shel divrayim levakar cholim. It's a mitzvah mit rabbanon to go and do bikur cholim lenachim avelim and for nicham avelim holtz yames and for to go to a levaya. Ulahachnis akala to go ahead and give money to make sure that she's do, everything done bekavadik for the kala. Lulvos haorchim ulis asik bechol tzarke akvura lasis al kasef. Okay, vilelech lufan of lisper lachber likper. Okay, vechein lisameach hakala vehachasan. The Rambam says beferish. He enumerates both the kala and the chasan, the groom and the bride. Ulis saadam bechol tzarkeim to go ahead and to take care of all of their needs. So clearly, from the Rambam, at first glance, you would say that the Rambam seems to say the mitzvah is for both. The Rambam says it pretty clearly. So it's possible you could say, yeah, the main mitzvah is the chasan. A subset of that is the kala. By, by going in and saying to the kala nice things, you are actually um, being misamech, the chasan as well. There is the one, the, and I heard this from Ray Bornstein, Sruli Bornstein. Perkid Rabbi Lezer says as follows, we know the very, very famous, uh, very famous uh, uh, statement, chasan dom alamelech, which is why I wore a black hat at my, uh, walking down my chuppah, and that is chasan dom alamelech. <clears throat> and we know there are many ways, I think it lists several ways that a chasan, I think five ways that a groom is compared to a king. And the, one of the things that the Perkid Rabbi says, it says chasan dom alamelech, mamelech hakol mekalsin also, af chasan hakol mekalsin also. Just as everyone praises, if you want to live, everyone praises their king, so too everyone praises the chasan. That's one of the ways that a chasan is compared to a melech. Says Rav David Loria, the Radal, says something amazing. He says that from here we clearly see that there's a chiv to praise the chasan. And yet the Gemara never mentions praise the chasan. Why? He says it's a Dover Pashat. The starting point was already assuming that you have to praise the chasan. Even Beis Hillel would admit to Beis Shammai that you say to the chasan, Kemoshu, that you don't have to lie regarding the chasan. Listen to the Svar of Beis Hillel. If, the chas, if someone comes back, acquires something from the shuk, again, as far as, say, I don't want to say it wrongly, but the husband is acquiring his kona, the woman, right? <clears throat> Not in a belittling way, but that's the way the Torah reviews it. So if the chasan is acquiring the kala, he is compared to the one buying, right? So in our analogy, you wouldn't go over to the guy that's bought a car and say, the car is nice, but you smell. You're, you're not dressed nicely. That doesn't come into question. You're not... Are, you're not commenting on the person, you're commenting on the article that was just purchased. In this case, Baruch Hashem, a beautiful woman, a beautiful wife, Ezer Konegdo. But <clears throat> he says, of course that you're Mishabeach, the man. The man, that's the starting point. It's even being the, the, the woman. And that's why he says that the, the Torah never goes, the Gemara never goes out of its way to go ahead and say, go ahead and praise the man. By definition, you're praising the man. And including what Hanan Wasman said, if you, if you praise the woman, you're also being Mishabeach, the husband, the chasan. But it's not either or, it's clearly both. Either it's a subset, like Hanan Wasman says, but it's not either or, it's both. And with that, we will pick up Emir Hashem next week. Uh,